Hi everyone, it's Tabor Rodriguez, and welcome to my podcast once again. This is Singles and Celibacy. This is Season 1, Episode 4. So we have made it to Episode 4, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about sex and sorcery, and I'm just going to be talking about just a few more things going into... um, you know, this specific topic. So with this specific topic, I wanted to really discuss something that I wrote in a book recently about how this specific thing can really open the door to a lot of other things, okay? And how it can be really a sorcery for a lot of people, I mean, for anyone, okay? So I want to get started by saying many people think that, okay, well, I'm using protection, you know, I'm not, I'm, everything's going to be okay, I'm not going to get emotional, this is just no strings attached thing, and oftentimes this is not how this specific thing ends, we all know that this is not how this thing goes, okay, just because we don't, we're doing something with a condom on, that doesn't mean that you are Uh, protected. And so what I wanted to talk about is I wanted to talk about um, just sorcery and spiritual protection. That's what I talked about in the last podcast. I believe I spoke on, it was a sermon podcast. I think this was, I was talking about sex work and some other things and how a lot of these things transfer spiritually. And so this is what I wanted to talk about with sex and sorcery is that even though we are not, um, maybe let's say you might not be doing witchcraft. You might not be doing that, but what you're doing is you're opening a door for illegal activity on the other side. And this is what I also spoke about. And probably in the first episode, you're allowing this activity to come into your life through fornication. Okay. It doesn't mean matter if you or you didn't, maybe you're, you're saying, Hey, you know what? I'm a virgin, but I only had, you know, I've only been dealing with oral sex it's the same thing all right and so I talk about my story and how even doing that type of activity is allowing certain things in your life okay so let's say let's picture you you know we hear these things very rarely but let's say that you're in a relationship and let's say you might be wanting to get out of this relationship. You know, you might be saying, hey, this is not a healthy relationship for me. What's happening is when you're engaging in this, you know, premarital sex, and what's happening is you are becoming one with this person before you are married. But believe it or not, you are already yoking yourself in a marriage to this person spiritually. Okay, you're yoking yourself into into a marriage with this person spiritually. And so you've already created a covenant with this specific person. This covenant could be good. This covenant, obviously, it's not in the will and it's not in the protection of God. This is not in God's covenant because it is before the marriage with God. This is why he's telling us to refrain from this specific activity. Now, when you are doing that and you're opening the door to this specific activity... There's anything that can happen in this time. There's anything that can happen during this time, you know, where you are, it's, you're completely going into, you're, you're, it's like you have no risk, 
okay there's there's well there's a lot of risk is what I'm saying but you you're you're going into this thing you anything can happen you know and I hear stories about how uh many women say well I was on birth control you know or where well I'm not supposed to get pregnant or I have you know PCOS or all these other things that could happen endometriosis and all these things but there's still a possibility that you can still get pregnant with all of these specific things and so what happens is after they get pregnant they are you know some of them are upset you know they're going through all of these things because they're like well this wasn't supposed to happen well anytime you are having sex with anyone and you're not abstinent that is going to happen there's nothing that is going to protect you from that from happening nothing the only thing that could protect you from it is completely being abstinent and refraining from sex all right so what happens in this when I'm talking about this topic sex and sorcery is that a lot of people they know that sex is a way to control this can be a way to control or keep you bound in a way to get you to be weak emotionally where you are able to do what they want to do And I'm not saying this is for everyone, but this is a way where you are not completely, you're moving in a kind of emotional state. You're not moving in a very, um, you're not, you know, focused in a specific state. So with this being that, I look at it kind of like a protection, you know what I mean? Like what, when I say protection, I mean like, let's say that you are weak and drowsy versus you being up and alert, or let's say you are tired and you're Um, you know, you're drained and all of a sudden during the time where you're tired and you're drained, this is when someone comes in and say, Hey, you know, can you do this for me? And this is, they're saying this, Hey, can you do this for me? Or you're at a point where, Hey, you can't even answer, but that's, you're saying, yeah, yeah, go ahead. But you can't really answer because you're at a weak point. And so this is what happens when we are going out of the will of God in this specific situation. This is what hap- this is what is happening to our body. But in marriage that's a different thing. You know, when you have a marriage and a covenant with God, it's different. It's not it's it's um it's a good thing, you know, and I'm not saying that sex is like a bad thing, but it's it's becomes a danger and it becomes ineffective when we're doing it in the wrong covenant is what I'm trying to say. All right. So what happens is a lot of people use this way to kind of reel people in, you know, keep people bound to them. Um, There are so many different things I can talk about. You know, a lot of women do this. They, you might, men might feel like, hey, you know, I feel like she's doing some spell on me or I feel like she's doing something on me. Well, some women do, you know, they do witchcraft and they put these things in food and all these kind of things. You'll, you'll be surprised. But other times, um, you could, it could just be, it could be a sexual soul tie, you know, it could be a sexual, uh, thing and and a sorcery forming through sex that could be happening, um, that you don't really realize. And you realize that, well, why am I bound on this person? Or why am I, um, bound to this person I'm stuck in this toxic relationship I've tried to break up with this person I keep coming back you know I'm depressed I can't I can't stop I can't that this is what's happening this is what's happening you've already formed this emotional tie to this specific person you've already formed your like you know one terminology people like to say is a soul tie you form this soul knit or this this emotional knit to this specific person and the soul tie or soul knit doesn't necessarily have to come through um sex 
it could be an emotional, something emotional, emotional attraction or emotional, you know, whatever you are doing, sexual lust, text messages, all these things, what they do is they form emotional ties and emotional holds to people. And just because you have an emotional hold or emotional tie to someone doesn't necessarily mean this person is necessarily healthy for you. Okay, so when you are having active this activity outside of a covenant marriage i'm gonna say because what uh i'm saying a covenant marriage because every time you form a bond sexual intercourse bond or whatever it is anal for some people whatever it is you are forming and a bond you're 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 this you're you're marrying this person in a covenant Okay, and so a lot of you guys, what the topic was, how many people have you already married so far? How many people are you still attached to in a marriage right now? How many people have you, just like you get a divorce in in a marriage, you have to be able to divorce certain people that you've um, already had the sexual activity with every time you're moving forward. This is why when a lot of us are moving forward in relationships, we are still stuck on the, the like your ex you know two other people from the past these guys have been moved on they're in other relationships but you're still connected you still you're still thinking about this person you can't stop thinking about them because you haven't divorced them uh spiritually after marrying and taking on this specific um covenant with this specific person and now you have to break and renounce that so that you can really move forward healthily and a lot of us we're wondering why am I depressed why am I tied to all of these people why can't I move forward well because oftentimes you are still connected to a lot of old things that you don't realize so you have to really divorce these bad relationships you have to divorce these toxic relationships anything that any relationship that you were in and you're trying to move forward to a new relationship or to a new person, or even if you're you're saying, you know what, I need to, I want to have a single life. I'm trying to have a single life right now. I want to be celibate. I want to be absent. You know, I want to go through this specific journey um, with God. You have to be able to divorce those past relationships. You have to say, you know what, hey, this is done. Um, you have to be able to do that. And and oftentimes for me, it took prayer and fasting. It was something that took prayer and fasting, especially after a breakup if I had a breakup or if I stopped talking to someone I definitely went on a prayer went through prayer and a fast and I had to really consecrate myself in that time just like women I mean men I don't know if you do it too but women we detox you know we 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 do cleanses we do a lot of things um detoxes from some of you guys it's the same thing you know when I am ending a relationship or let's say if it's a situation that was um, not so good, or if it's dealing with another, you know, a partner, I go through a whole specific, like I go through this whole routine, literally, um, what that I do, you know, that I, I go through this whole thing that I do to really make sure that I'm fasting and praying and getting myself on point. Even if it was when I was, you know, falling short where I would go months of, um, you know, being abstinent. And let's say I feel short and I'm, trying to get back on track I have to go through this same thing over again because if you don't you know first yes it's repenting you know repenting Lord you know yes I fell short and I'm moving forward because repenting you're allowing yourself to be in the right standing you know you're allowing yourself to get out of that 
mode of hey I'm, I'm just here in my sin because what happens is if you don't like I discussed before is the enemy loves to come in and put you into a condemnation where he's like ah, ha, 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 ha. you're never gonna move out of this you're gonna stay in this God hates you you know you're 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 a loser you failed and so this is why you go into this you know repentance and you move forward because if you don't what happens is you remain and you remain where you were and so repentance is not a bad thing it's like saying hey you know what yes I'm turning away from this specific thing it's almost like turning the plate over I'm turning the plate over you know I'm full I'm going to turn over the plate and I'm going to kind of move away from the plate this is what you're doing in a situation when you're choosing uh, to repent from something uh, especially from sexual sin or fornication oftentimes sexual sin fornication is not discussed uh because people don't want to discuss it they don't because it's so many people doing it you know it's so many people like doing it and they're like you know we're not going to discuss it it's people's life everything like that but like I mentioned before when there's people in the world they are their standard is a lot different from the kingdom of God and standard they might not be affected the same way you're affected you know they might not be affected or feel the sexual immorality you know they don't really care they're just doing whatever so but when you're in the kingdom of God and you're in this new kingdom where there's new principles and you you seeing all these things there's a different standard for you and that's what I'm talking about today and if you just want to go on this journey you're saying hey I'm going on this journey there's it's still anything this is this is this is uh, oftentimes people don't like to discuss moral, you know, being moral, you know, Hey, you should be free. You should do whatever you want. Yes. I don't see myself as not being free. You know, I don't see, um, people who's choosing to do God, it God's way or any type of way. I don't see them as not being free. They're very happy. You know, most people, and I'm very happy, you know, and Yes, we have day-to-day struggles. Yes, we have things that we have to overcome in our minds. But each and every day, you have to take that time to reflect and say, okay, where could I have gotten better today? What did I say today that wasn't so nice? What did I think today that wasn't so nice? You know, it's not saying, hey, beat yourself up today, but it's allowing yourself to reflect so that you can grow, you know? And so also when I'm talking about sex uh, sex and sorcery is that, why allow someone to have control over your body? You know, why allow to, why put yourself in a situation where you, especially in a situation where you know the person might not even have the best interest. This allows an open door for people to have control. And, you know, for me, when I talk about sex and sorcery, for me, when it came to me being, you know, dealing with the guy who I was having sex with, I can feel that sorcery come into play you know I can feel because I, I was already out of the will of God but then it became a control it became a lust it became a obsession it became a possessiveness to where I found myself you know uh, giving this to giving my body to someone else and then let's say I was being disrespected after let's say that person decided to hey you know cheat on me let's say that person decided hey I don't want to just be with you what I was doing is I was allowing myself to constantly be choked and yanked and thrown back over again and so every time I I engage in that sexual activity that is how I felt personally I don't know how anybody else felt but after it yes you know it might feel felt like it was good but then afterward it, it was almost like something was yanking and throwing me back onto the floor again and this is what it came with because I was allowing myself to be tortured spiritually from someone who really didn't care 
about putting me or even committing to me, you know, committing uh, to me. You understand? So it's just like, you know, the, 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 uh, the saying, you can't draw, you can't drag a horse to a wheel, you know, to drink if they don't want to drink. You know what I mean? It's like, you can take, you can say, Hey, I want to have this lifestyle. I want to honor God. But if the other person doesn't want to do that, you cannot drag them along. So now what you're, what's happening is you're walking with, with two people are walking with two different beliefs. Two people are walking with two different standards. Two people are walking with kind of like two different routes. And what's happening is it's a constant tug. So I had to realize that not only was my mental state like me feeling like, hey, I want to do this God's way, but hey, this other person does not. Or and my body feeling like, hey, I know what I want to do, but this person is dragging me this other way. I was not only going through it like physically and spiritually, I was going through it mentally. I was going through it mentally. And so it was very unhealthy for me, you know, and I realized that um that it wasn't that, you know, um, the sex wasn't good. It wasn't any of that. It was, it was very unhealthy for me, uh, being in the state, um, with this specific individual, you know, cause there was many individuals. So when I'm, I'm speaking of a specific one, um, some years ago, but with this specific individual, uh, that I, that I wrote about in my book, it was so, um, it was very unhealthy, very, very unhealthy for me. And on top of that, I was being, you know, um, I talked to you guys about being in that abusive, you know, relationship or situation, whatever. Um, I was, it was very abusive, you know, it was very abusive emotionally, verbally. And so what happened was I was not only going through that, then I was having sex with this person. So it was, it was magnifying the abuse that I was going through, you know, and it was like me constantly feeling like I had to take that. And I realized that, Hey, I don't have to take that. And as much as you're trying to get away from this abusive situation, you're constantly pulled back in through sex, you know? And so I said, Hey, in that specific time, I need to refrain from this because this is destroying me. You know, you know, understand this is destroying me. So I realized that it opened the door to that, to that power, to give that other person power over me even more than they had before, or that I felt that they had before, you know? So, um, yeah, I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about that because I felt like that was, kind of me getting my, uh, being liberated, you know, saying, Hey, I have to, this is something that even though it might be hard for me to cut off, even though that had been something that I had been doing regularly, I mean, not regularly, like maybe, you know, you know, the average two weeks, you go get your hair cut two weeks, (laughs) two every two weeks, et cetera. But it had been, um, you know, week, two weeks, but it had been something that was, was almost starting to become a lifestyle for me, you know, prior to before it was not anything that was a lifestyle, you know, it would be months, like three months or, um, four months, you know, two months or six months. It wasn't like something that was started to become where it was like, you know, regular. So I thank God for like snatching me. And I feel like a lot of things happen started to happen for me emotionally, you know, anger, all these different things started to happen. And I realized that, Hey, spiritually, I am not where I need to be spiritually. I am out of alignment, you know, spiritually, I'm kind of like not in God's protection. And so I felt that in my situation and I realized that, Hey, I need to 
kind of do something about this. You know, I need to start over. I need to repent. I need to start over and put myself back where I need to be so that I can gain who I am again. And so it was allowing this specific person to not only do those things to me, but use these things through a passive aggressiveness through sex, you know? So, um, if you are on this podcast and if you kind of understand a little bit what I'm talking about regarding this, this situation, the best advice I would give to you is completely like, I, you know, I know on the last podcast I say, Hey, if you're living with your partner and you want to separate and you want to know you do it God's way. I mean, it doesn't have to be, it can be like, you can start right now. Like, you know, you, let's say you haven't started. You say, Hey, you know what? Where so you can start right now. God is going to honor you starting this journey right now. He's going to, he's going to honor you starting this journey right now, you know? And, um, I, I understand that it's hard. I understand that it's, uh, frustrating. And so what personally is, I think the good advice to really help people who are trying to be abstinent or, or, um, you know, walk in this new life, or even let's say you're getting ready to get married and you want to, um, refrain from that specific time. One thing that I believe that would help is just really focusing on not even just thinking about it. I mean, the day goes by. If you're not thinking about this stuff, you're not going to want to really engage in it. And like I talked to you guys before, really like, I, I don't know if I talked to you guys before about it, but clearing your phones, you know, um, if you have people that you're following, you know, all they post is you know, sex stuff or foreign, you know, just, you know what I mean? Like naked stuff. And, you know, even if it's somebody that you're following and let's say you have a spouse or you're trying to do this when you have a spouse or somebody you're following and all they post is like, you know, it might be a, let's say it might be a woman or a man and all they post is, you know, when you look at them, that's all you can think of. If that's a distraction to you, I mean, restrict their page. I don't know how guys do it. Like unfollow them, you know? Or just stay off of, of online for a while because that's also a big role in it Cause, because you can be on track and then all of a sudden you want to do this specific, um, you know, you want to do this um, because, you, because of what you're seeing on um, what you're seeing on online. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so just that's just something to think about. You know, that's something to think about in this time. Um, and really like to really, um, like filter out your social media pages, you know, the people you're following or subscribe to, if you got, if you're subscribed to OnlyFans, I mean, that's not going to work. You're subscribed to somebody's premiums and OnlyFans and you're trying to be, you know, celibate. You're trying to do it God's way. Like that's going to be very hard for you. So you have to think about these things when it comes to those things, you have to really, allow yourself to give full put full in effort to this um and so I wanted to close I saw something on um Facebook I think I like posted or something but it was this guy he he proposed to his girlfriend uh, or fiance and uh he married her the same day you know and I thought that that was so beautiful um that he did that, you know, the same day. You guys, sorry, excuse the dog in the background. Uh, but um, he 
uh, did that the same day and I thought that that was very I thought that was very sweet you know I feel like that's something else like my opinion regarding something I feel like you know if you do propose to someone I think it's beautiful if you can marry them in the same day I, I think you should I don't feel like you have to propose and then wait like if this is somebody that you want to be with why not you know why not do it the same day and you've taken that time to refrain and you guys went through your preparation I think that that's that's a that's a good step to do is to do it right away and I feel like that's what it always should be but you know hey in today's society we get you know we people get engaged and they they get engaged for like a year some people or um a year and a half but I feel like just getting a I feel like proposing and and getting married like the same day or even within the same week is is good because um it's not saying because you get engaged that when you're engaged and you don't get married right away that anything won't happen because things can happen but I've noticed that people who've gotten engaged um and they waited like there's always someone trying to mess up the relationship there's always trying someone trying to come in right and mess it up an ex pops up somebody pops up to kind of destroy there's always some lie or something going around uh to keep the couple from getting together so it's always something you know but I don't personally feel like you know like for me and I'll be honest like for me someone proposing to me and like trying to stay proposed to me for like you know like 10 years like I'm not gonna do that (laughs) I'm sorry I'm not gonna do that you know and um it's not that I'm not gonna like I'm not saying like I'm not gonna it's not, it's not that I don't love the guy it's just if you if I have to be engaged for you for, to 10 for 10 years then you you're not sure about me you know you're not sure about me if you if I have to be waiting for you to like marry me and let's say even if even if you're living to, with the person and it's like 10 years and you're living with them like you know you're not sure it's just kind of like a a, a hold up you know or like to keep you so that you won't go anywhere else you know but I think I think the average engagement um should be between if you don't get let's say you don't get married within the same I think it should be my my thing is I think it should be between maybe six months to maybe two years at the most you know if it's two years at the most um I mean two years for me is is two years is a is a is a while you know two years is a while I mean two years isn't like um I understand most couples are living together you know when they get engaged but yeah two two years is 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 a while but I mean if it's if it's like a six months to two years I mean that's the average some people go maybe three years but I see if they're having like a huge wedding and they're trying to get their depth uh you know they're trying to clean their depth but I think that you shouldn't have to wait that long if you're sure about someone, you know, and I, I think a lot of people, they wait until they get, they try to wait to get married because they want to have a nice house. You know, they say, oh, I don't want to move in until our home is ready. Or I don't want to move in into this, or I don't want to get married. And I think that it's good to start off with someone, even when you don't have a lot, even when you feel like, you know, hey, you just got it started or you don't have a lot. I think that's even better. I think it's better to to have that beginning um experience with somebody with like not having a lot you know to be able to work together because oftentimes um people are angry you know people 
or you oh you lost a job or da 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 and then there's problem later on in the future so i really think that marriage however you get together that you really need to know how to really work together you know you really need to know how to work together and you need to know how to um love a person like unconditionally that's something that everyone i feel like is probably working on but um yeah you if someone is sure about you like they're going to be sure about you i feel like if you're not sure about someone don't even propose don't even propose like if you're not sure if i if if i feel like if I felt like someone wasn't sure about me, like I'm, I'm not gonna separate. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not going to put myself in a, in a hold, like in a holding period, while someone else is sure about. Someone else could be sure about me, and that person is not. It's just a tactic to hold you so that you won't get into another situation. So you really need to be sure about each other if you're trying to propose to someone or a woman if you're accepting a ring. Uh, if you know you're just not ready, I mean, just, just. Um, I would just weigh in your singleness. That's the best advice I would give you. But if you're supposed to be with someone, you're going to always be with them. I don't think that someone else can just come in and steal them away. But it's very important to know when a guy, for women, when a guy is playing a game or if he's looking for, you know, a trophy out of all of these other women or if he's actually going to even commit. Uh, Because oftentimes, you they can just be playing and and they're not even going to commit i mean same thing with guys with women you have to know if a woman is going to commit because women also don't some women also will not commit to a man you know she's she's loyal to the streets and loyal to the clubs and loyal to her money and she's not going to want to sit and be a you know when i say sit and be a wife i'm not saying like a wife needs to be a housewife there's different types of wives you know but you have to really know if this woman is going to really commit um, or is she just going to, hey, whatever, you know, she's not going to be emotionally available at all. So that's something to, to that's something to really think about. You know, I feel like if women um, would not just accept any ring, like just accept the ring quick and fast, then maybe they would actually have time to realize if this is what they w- really want. And I feel like if men weren't pressured to propose to women all the time, that they wouldn't be proposing out of like impulse and they would actually know if this is his wife, their wife that God is bringing them and really know if that's what they, who they want to be with, you know? So I feel like both parties have to get to a point where, hey, one is not pressuring the other and one is just not moving out of impulse, you know? And so I feel like that can be, um, that can be a a big thing that's a big thing you know you're gonna know who your spouse is I I personally feel like when you meet a person you you kind of some people say you're not gonna know when you're you're not gonna know your spouse and meet them right away I mean some people do some people know like they know hey this could be a potential spouse like right away um some people have spiritual dreams that God will tell them um I'm that type of person uh, some will, sometimes you have to grow into knowing a person enough and you realize, Hey, all this time, this was my wife. And I just like passed her up. I didn't even know, like we, we argued all this time. We didn't get along, but all this time, like she's my wife. So it's, it's, it's different. Um, it's different dynamics, you know, just because you didn't have a good, 
uh, start with a person doesn't mean that you won't have a great ending. I personally think that there is going to be there is going to be friction in certain relationships and some relationships they don't have any friction they don't argue you know they kind of go and um do their own thing and they don't argue me personally I feel like the farther you away from someone the less arguments you have that's just me but (laughs) but for other people it's different certain people are clingy they gotta be around you 24 7 and some people don't like that you know, some people like to have their space and then they kind of come back up. They kind of come back and, you know, catch up and then they go have their space in their own lives again. They come back and they, you know, I think that's healthy to do that, you know, and uh, I'm like that, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm clingy a little bit. And then, you know, go ahead and do your thing now. And then I'm, I'm, oh, hey, again, you know, I'm like that. So it's not that I just... I'm the type of person, like, I don't have to be under you 24-7. I actually don't. I will encourage you to go do something, literally. Hey, are you going to go to the mail? (laughs) You know? Like, are you going to go to the mailbox or something? Hey, I'm going to go, you know, are you going to, I'm going to go in the shower for, like, a whole hour. You know, it's, I just, I'm just the type of person that I do like my space, you know? So, um, yeah, this is just, we're talking about all of this stuff. And um, I am running out of time, you guys. But next, our next session in the next uh, the next podcast, I'm going to be talking about body image. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about body image and um, self-esteem. Um, just like about body image in relationships. You know, what does body image say? Does body image matter, you know, to some people? Um, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about like body image and then we're going to go into hygiene. We're going to go into all of this stuff. And this is a podcast for singles and celibacy. So if you want to hear like sermons, go ahead and check out the latest sermons I have. The last one was help me. And I have some other sermons that you guys want to check out, but this one is specifically for singles and celibacy. So I'm going to really talk about a lot of other things that, you know, are not in the sermon. So I'm kind of, this is kind of more of a personal approach of me talking to you guys about, you know, a different topic. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and pray us out and I hope you guys had a great day today and I hope you have the rest of a great week. So I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today. God, thank you so much for this podcast of Singles and Celibacy. Lord, thank you for allowing me to be able to speak to other uh, singles that are not married yet in a covenant marriage yet, but they are maybe working toward getting a mar- getting into marriage. Um, they are uh, working on us uh, on a celibacy journey with you or they're trying or even if there is married couples that are listening to this and they're learning from it, too. Um, Lord, I just pray over all of us today and that we continue to honor you with our bodies, um, even if we are in the process of um, maybe if it's for some people that is on this podcast that are coming out of something, maybe they are. um still trying to work on things they're still having a struggle with this area lord i pray that they don't are not condemned by this these podcast this podcast and this teaching that they can still continue to know that they are still welcome even though they might even be in a struggle right now with this specific in this specific area um or even if they decide that they're still going to do it in the in the first place lord i just pray that they are still um 
know that they still know that they can come on and still listen and that they're not being rebuffed or pushed out of the podcast series because they might not be on the level that they think they should be on. God, I thank you for people that are listening and coming to listen and trying to learn and trying to grow um, in this area, in this area of self-control. This area of self-control is a very difficult area. So, Lord, I thank you for giving us the grace, Lord, the grace. You're giving us the grace, the grace, the grace (laughs) to move in this self-control, Lord. So, I thank you for your grace and your, um, your forgiveness, your forgiveness, and just um, helping us to be able to move and uh, just move forward and grow in you. And um, I pray that we be able to feel your love more and more and more and more as we go into this yearly series and of season one, that we go into this um, this season, six month uh, season, and then we go into our next season. But I pray that you can help us to move into this new season and um, move into it healthy and not afraid. Be with us this week. Stay with us this week, Lord. Give us a mindset of praise and worship so that we are motivated to pursue you. We are motivated to pursue you more than we are motivated to pursue our flesh. And I give you all honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys. Well, I love you guys. And I'm praying that you guys have a great week. I will talk to you on next week in our next session. We're going to be talking about some really... going to be getting deep to some really some topics. We're going to be getting deep into some topics. So you guys stay with me. You have been subscribed for one whole month. Yay! You know, I'm putting, I'm slapping that little, a virtual emoji of the little, what is it? The little celebration emoji, the confetti. So you just got a, you just got a confetti emoji in the, in the spirit. So congrats. This was week four, you guys. So we're moving on into a new week next week. We're going into week five. So go ahead and, um, keep listening keep coming on also go ahead and uh, follow my instagram or and like the or like the facebook page the sunlight chronicles so that you guys can check out some actual counseling sessions if you guys want to um, get into counseling sessions we have sessions as low as 17 dollars a month okay as low as 17 dollars a month to really hear some audio uh, sessions and if you want some videos and some meetups personal sessions with me uh, we have other sessions um, as well. So go ahead and check out check that out on Patreon. All right. Well, I love you guys and I will talk to you next week. Bye bye.